Hello, and welcome to The Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. We're reading Matthew 8, verses 5 through 13. When Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, appealing to him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed in terrible distress. And he said to him, I will come and cure him. But the centurion answered, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only speak the word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, and the slave does it. When Jesus heard him, he was amazed and said to those who followed him, Truly I tell you, in no one in Israel have I found such faith. I tell you, many will come from the east and the west and will eat with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, while the heirs of the kingdom will be thrown into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And to the centurion, Jesus said, Go, let it be done for you according to your faith. And the servant was healed in that hour. G.K. Chesterton, he has a line, which I'm going to paraphrase. But basically, he writes that there are two equally legitimate places by which to see Jesus clearly. One is to be thoroughly on the inside. And the other is to be completely on the outside. What's he saying? He's saying that to achieve objectivity, if that were possible, there's two ways to go about it. You can either be so intimate with a person or with a thing or a situation that you are pretty much identifying with it. So by that way, you understand them as well as anyone. You're getting close to objectivity by total identification. Or the other is that you can be so far removed from them emotionally, relationally, um, that you can actually see them for who they are or see the situation for what it is. So there's two ways to achieve objectivity. Be completely on the inside or be completely on the outside. There's two ways to see Jesus. Be completely on the inside or be completely on the outside. Interestingly, only two people in the Gospels is Jesus amazed, is the word used, amazed at their faith. And both of them are not Jews. Uh, One of them was the Syrophoenician woman, a Greek woman, who needs her daughter to be healed. And the other is this Roman centurion. I think that's important to recognize because non-Jews were not waiting for a Messiah. Therefore, they were able to see a savior. The Jews, they were waiting for a Messiah, and therefore they had an idea of what that Messiah should look like, how the Messiah should act. And Jesus didn't really fit that idea. So he couldn't be that, could he? But since the centurion was not waiting for anyone, he recognized, as he says, a person of power when he sees them. For he also has people he commands. He says to one, go and come and do this, and it all happens. So he sees Jesus for who he is as a man of authority with power. And Jesus accepts the centurion at his faith and heals his servant at his word. 
just as he requested. What are our options with a story like this? Well, I think our options are two, just like Chesterton said, and just like we see modeled in the centurion. We either press in or we walk away. But that middle space is corrosive. It's interesting, you don't know what a person or a thing means to you until you press in or give it up. Uh, I love cereal. I love it a lot. There was a period in time where Anna said I loved it too much, and I said she was crazy. She said, well, give it up then. And I said, that'll be easy. I'll give it up. It's just a snack to me. I mean, I love it, but it's just a snack. It has no hold over me. I'm not addicted to it or anything like that. I was addicted to it, friends. That's, that's basically what I, that's what I learned. I, I became a beast, a sugar-deprived maniac when I did not have cereal. I had no idea the hold it had over me until I was going days on end not having a bowl. I realized what my relationship with cereal was when I was no longer with it. I had objectivity. I had clarity. Likewise, Anna and I, when we were dating that very first summer, she sat me down one evening and she had what I learned uh, is a DTR. A define the relationship. What a, what a wonderful term. <laughs> and as we defined the relationship, I realized that I wanted to be with her. And I committed. I jumped in. I pressed in. And when I pressed in, I began to see her in a new way. She began to transform right before my eyes. And not because anything changed in her. Something had changed in me. I had committed. So I began to see her differently. This is a story about being able to see Jesus for who he is. He is the source of all life in the human body of a Jewish man. He's a person of power. He's the entity of power, of love, of delight, and truth, and holiness. And to press into him is to see his power. It's important to realize that to press in is not to have answers but it is to commit. It's a leap of faith. It's to commit to someone who you're not entirely sure who they are. But in the committing, in the pressing in, in the identifying, that's when we're able to see him clearly, see him for who he is. And it's also one of only two ways to see Jesus clearly. The other is to not have any emotional or relational context by which to approach him. And we see that too in scripture when the demons recognize him and say, we know who you are, son of the most high God. The demons are absolutely on the outside, but they still see Jesus objectively. They see him for who he is. And apparently, even though it is quite frightening, Jesus says that if we choose to stay in that middle space, and therefore refuse to see Jesus clearly for who he is by identifying with him, by pressing in. If we refuse to press into him, then ultimately we are choosing the place of those on the outside, those in the outer darkness, as he says, who will be able to see him objectively at that point, but they will not be able to enjoy him or delight in him.
So there is no middle space, ultimately. The middle space that we have now is a time of patience, where we choose every day how we respond to him. Do we press in? Or do we just, you know, stay where we are? But to stay where we are is ultimately to drift further away. Jesus, we do want to press in. And we don't want this to scare us. For we know that you're a God of tremendous love. You desire all to know you, but you are a God of truth. And the reality is that we make decisions every day. And the, the ultimate question of the world is, who do we think you are? Do we think you are a person of power? Do we think you are good and worthy of worship? Or do we not? And if you are, then we choose to press in and identify with you. And reveal to us that every, every day, even though you are tremendously patient, but in those places where we don't press in, where we just sit still, that in fact, that is drawing us further and further away. So light a fire in us that we may see you clearly and enjoy relationship with you and with one another. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.